Okay. Where far? <laughs> Where far? Hey guys, it is I. No, Melanie is not having an asthma attack. Ask me who I am. <laughs> who are you? Princess Mjadaka, son of Majobu of Wakanda. <laughs> So you did you you did your you really wouldn't have made uh uh what kind of names for your family. I really just changed the J's to M's. <laughs> but um hey guys, I am your co-host Melanie Mitchell and welcome to Oh Mark on the Podcast and stuff. I'm your other co-host, Rodney Boyd. And um if you haven't oh and- sorry, sorry, sorry. No, uh, one, happy to have Melanie back with us this week. Uh, like I said, she was working in production last week. Um, a little housekeeping. We're still going for 100 reviews by our 100th episode. This is our 92nd episode. Yes, 92nd. You know, 1992 was a dope year. That's the year I was born. Uh, so let's keep the momentum going, guys. We've gotten two more reviews. At least that's what iTunes is te- or podcast is, app is telling us. But we can't see them yet. So, you know, keep them going. And as soon as we can see them, we're going to read them on the episode because we really appreciate them. But keep leaving those reviews. We got two more since the last episode. Yes. And thank you guys for listening today. We're a little late. Um, I just got back from L.A. literally at 7 o'clock this morning. Um, I'm very tired. But, you know, I've been out here hustling. Rick Ross and it not loving these hoes. So it's been real. Um, <clears throat> chasing the dream. So this week. If you haven't noticed, if you're lost of what I was, you know, what that commotion was at the beginning of the episode, then first of all, you suck. Um, second of all, we're talking about Black Panther. Uh, thankful yes, for this movie. Um, I, where do I even begin? I, uh, I'm an actual Marvel fan. I, I watch all of the movies. I've seen all 6,000 of the movies that led up to Black Panther. So I've been looking forward to this since before niggas found out about it on Twitter. And y'all made it. You've been trying to shame people yeah. for wanting to go because yeah, you're so a real, cause you yeah, a Marvel was. fan. Yeah. Mel was trying to discourage y'all. She's like, y'all know y'all got to see other movies Don't before care. y'all see Black Panther. I sure did. I talked all of the trash. You know, I, wa- I wanted y'all to see the movie to support and all that, but like move out of my personal way because I'm actually here for <laughs> she was- the, you know, the context in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, So I've seen the movie three times at this point. Uh, so Monday, last Monday I saw it, there was a, so IMAX, Twitter, and Marvel partnered together, and there was one big screening across the country in every major city, um, to see Black Panther, and then there was a live, um, it was live from New York, panel of all the cast members, so, like, you asked them questions, so that's where I was tweeting, like, Ryan Coogler and all of them. Um, so it was really, really cool. It was synchronized on Twitter. So like the Twitter had the video. So if you clicked on it, it would stay on your Twitter as you scrolled and went to other stuff, which was really lit. You can ask them questions and all of that. And they would answer wow. them. Well, they didn't answer a lot of questions. And the and the moderator they had sucked, first of all. She was terrible. She couldn't pronounce nobody's name. She ain't seen Nan one of the movies. Like they could have hired Dang. me. Um, but yeah, it was really cool to hear them. I had never heard Ryan Cougar speak. I didn't know he was that niggerish. Like for real, for real. He is black. He is oh, very African American. I uh, I became a huge fan of Ryan Coogler after seeing Creed. 
and finding out that he co-wrote that as well. And so there's a really great interview of him kind of going through Creed. So I knew he would do Black Panther justice because he did an interview on this podcast. Uh, Denzel Washington is the greatest actor on earth, period. I know, long name. Um, and he dissects all the stuff he put in Creed. And I mean, he's Bay, you know, he's from the Bay, talks like the Bay, walks like the Bay. You know, he he's the real deal, as you all got to see, you know, by being a fan of Black Panther. If you like this, go back and watch Creed. Yeah, I mean, I, I already knew about him, Ryan Coogler from Creed, you know, Fruitvale Station. Uh, loved his work. I never really just sat like, oh, let me go stalk Ryan Coogler. I just, I didn't have his posters on my yeah. wall, but I did know his work. Um, well, he don't have no social media. So. Yeah, that too. <laughs> so it's hard to kind of like stalk unless you really have time to sit on YouTube and watch interviews. And I only use my interview YouTube time for new edition. I don't have time for anybody else. So, and I'm trying not to go down another rabbit hole, but I think I'm about to start standing again. And it's hard. Um, or who? I'm just saying like another, like my new edition obsession. I'm trying not to do that with the Black Panther. Cats. Okay, because but they they went on a media tour hard. They were Fold your ass. Yes, they did. They was on BuzzFeed, Vanity Fair, Ellen, uh, Oprah, uh, um, <laughs> The View. They did me. Jesus and Mero, Breakfast Club, Hot ninety seven. They did everything. They did everything but on my grown. So to <laughs> bring y'all. We gonna send you that good old Zencast link, and you need to come on here and chat with. So yeah. Um, what was I even saying? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I, I learned about Ryan Coogler, like, just as who he is. Because when he opened his mouth, I said, that's him? <laughs> Jesus! I'm like, E-40. Um, but no, as a complete genius. The movie was a masterpiece. I saw it first time Monday. Then I saw it with um, my job, Blavity, in L.A. on Saturday. They had to screen it, which is a hot mess because... So, I don't know if you, if you guys see my Instagram story. So, Blavity bought 75 tickets to the movie. Um, they blocked it out, you know, they, you know, for the employees or whoever else wanted to go to the screening. But the movie theater did not take those seats that they purchased off of Fandango. So wow, there were they overbooked. So it was two people per seat basically for the block that they booked, and people were pissed. You know, it was the Becky's in there. Well, I paid for the seat. I need to sit down. This is too much. It was just a lot. I had a headache. It was hot. You know what I'm saying? Like. I was mm. so over it. So I ended up having to sit next to a stranger. I mean, everyone pretty much was a stranger except for the people who like I actually closely worked with, which was one person. So it was just a lot. So I watched it the second time. Had an attitude about it, but I did enjoy it. And then I saw it again yesterday in a life-changing way. We went to the Baldwin Hills movie theater. Mm-hmm. And these niggas in LA got 4D, bro. All I knew about 4D <laughs> was like the Shrek ride at Universal. Nah, they got 4D. Right, right, right. Disney World. Stuff. these seats was moving like every hit punch kick the seat was vibrating if it was in the, when it was in the spaceship thing like your seat moved to the side they need this in atlanta like i don't pay 20 dollars for the movies at um at, like atlantic station just for the seat to recline and just to get a little sandwich that i have to pay a dish right for. just, just no. to uh this was worth every single penny it was 23 dollars. it was 3d and it was 40 it was the best movie going experience i probably have ever had it was so cool like it was hmm. great. It was really great. So I, I encourage. I don't, let me look and see if they have. Um, if they have them in Atlanta, I doubt it because I probably would have been by now. But it was just life changing. I encourage. I have it in your. Wow, Infinity Wars and that is probably gonna going to be crazy. To be, matter of fact, while we sitting here, let me see. Four D. It was crazy. So I've seen the movie three times. I can probably quote the entire movie. It was just. 
I walking into it like I, I said I was hating I'm like oh y'all niggas don't even know no Infinity Stones but y'all want to see Black Panther <laughs> but the way he framed the movie and people was trying to make it seem like it was a revolutionary movie I'm like nigga it's a superhero movie ain't gonna be all that but my was I wrong it wasn't very nerdy <laughs> I, I appreciated it because you know people like my mom who went and saw the movie they could still follow it it was some things they're not gonna get they're not gonna get like another broken white boy for me to fix they're not gonna get some other little nuggets in there or why or who the white man was or whatever if they hadn't seen the other movies right but it was enough for you to follow and still be able to appreciate the movie so it wasn't the nerdy side of me was like i mean i guess that's cute it's still not my favorite in the marvel cinematic universe it's still or still number one really? but it's as far as a movie period it was the best movie in the mcu mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah. Um, um and then the woke part oh god it was so woke it was great because we were sitting around some white people who like low-key <laughs> it was an altercation in line for the screen because they was acting like you couldn't have nobody come meet you like people was getting off work so like come meet you in line but like the white people in front of us had like four people come meet them then my homegirl who was with me, oh, you know, Bree, our first guest who named the, the podcast, her homegirl was coming off work and came and met us. And then they wanted to give her hell like, uh-uh, you can't do that, ma'am. You can't hold spots. She's like, well, my friend, like I have a plus one. So that she got to come with me anyway. Tried to kick my friend out. She wow. had called the white girl a bitch. It was a lot like under her breath. Wow. She's like, oh, call me out of my name. You know what? You have to get out. She ended up coming in the movie anyway. So boop to the Becky who tried to kick my friend out of line. She saw the movie anyway. Because the black dude let her in. Boom. But it was a lot. But anyway, so the white people were sitting by us. And every time it was like a colonizer joke or like anything <laughs> anti-white, I was like, mm, ha-ha, ha LOL. Don't scare me, colonizer. Hilarious. Um, so I've seen the movie twice. Uh, the first time I saw it Thursday night because I was like, I was like, man, I, w- I wanted to wait till Friday, but I was like, man, like, I know Twitter's going to ruin it. And I, I want to give kudos to Black Twitter real quick. I th- they did a pretty good job of, at least on my timeline, holding all spoilers to Sunday, which people announced like, hey, after Sunday, once Sunday hits, it's all free game. And, and they, Black Twitter really did hold to its uh, its uh, word. Uh, so I saw it Thursday by myself because uh, it was only like one seat available. And I'm not going to lie. At first, I was a little disappointed coming out of that show showing. Because I was I was really I was confused by the 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 first part the intro uh, where they kind of give the history of Wakanda because I was like well who was that who was explaining that and then um, I was like uh, I was I had I had done a lot of comic book research like there's a lot of YouTube channels now since they started the MCU that like kind of give you the history of all these characters and like different things that have happened in the comics to them over the years. And so in my mind, I had made up a storyline that like, oh, yeah, this is how they're going to do it. And boy, was I wrong because, you know, Killmonger is never related to T'Challa in any of the comics. And so that really like threw me off. And I was like, ah, I'm a little disappointed, yada, da, da, da. So then I go back and see it Saturday with my family. And upon watching it the second time, I, I loved it because if i don't know if y'all caught it so at the beginning when they're telling the history of wakanda that's killmonger sterling brown yes sterling brown is is telling killmonger the history so then you're like oh snap kill so then you kind of go into it like yo killmonger knows about wakanda and then you know they they go through the whole thing i hate it 
Sterling Brown's Oakland accent. It, it it was something about it. I was like, "Come on, Sterling, that's just not you." But it was what it was. I mean, he, it's hard for me to see him as anybody but Randall. So, and then I love how <laughs> I w- the, the trailer. Okay, first of all, spoiler alert because it's gonna be a hell of them in here. Yeah, it's gonna be in the description. The trailers gave nothing away of the plot because I'm like, I didn't really know what to expect walking in. I'm like, I don't know, they black and Black Panther and Wakanda. So like I didn't I didn't get the love interest from the trailer I didn't get none of that so when I, we saw Sterling coming to me like Randall like, what is Beth why are you in Oakland um I saw uh Chris Darden I was like why is Chris Darden talking with an Oakland accent oh yeah 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 I guess if you watch OJ oh you must not watch this is this I uh, know I, I don't okay so you probably that's why I didn't resonate so it's it one Chris Darden was cool but once you see him as Randall like he is Randall like. For any no, Us fan, it was like, it was it was funny because I was talking on about, Instagram, and he was talking about robbing the place. He was like, "So what we gonna do? We gonna leave this car here?" And so like, like that. ain't finna bust a grape. Shut up. It, yeah, it's it was funny, and I saw him at the premiere because I follow him on Instagram, like I said, and I was like, "Oh, look at Randall going to the premiere. That's so nice. He's supporting black film, mind you. He in the movie. Yeah, so that was um." Funny. Well, I had I had seen from IMDb that he was in it, but they never gave any insight into his character. Mm, okay, mind you, he's one of the biggest cancers. I mean, got cancers. Um, he was a huge part of the yeah, story. Yeah, like line. a big part of the story. Yeah. Um. So, just want to get. So let me. So let's let's take it back first. Black Panther by the numbers okay. over the four day weekend. So from Thursday to Monday, because Monday was President's Day, so a lot of kids had a, ha, had out of school. Um, domestically, Black Panther did two hundred and forty two million dollars. Mind you, the movie cost two hundred million dollars to make. That's the largest budget a black director has ever been given. So Disney, in those first four days, has made back their budget and now have a forty two million dollar profit. So they're good. And then worldwide, they made $427 million. So not only, so now on top of that, did Disney make back, you know, the budget, they have, they have a $200 million profit and it hasn't even been released in most um, Asian countries. Which is crazy. So, you know, this movie did some things that it it, it were unprecedented. Uh, I think initially the, they expected it to do about 150 million this opening weekend, but a lot of people, you know, were buying tickets for kids and sending classrooms and stuff. And a lot of people had to go see it, you know, two or three times. So, you know, those numbers really added up and it it, it showed. And um, Kevin Feige, the president of Marvel studios was like, we already want Ryan back for a sequel. You know, this is the best Marvel movie we've ever made. It really is because um, it's about more than just "Hey, I have I got exposed to radioactive dishwater, <laughs> and now I have tentacles and I fight crime." It was way more than just that. And then now that they're in phase, like, okay, I'm getting nerdy, but they're like in phase. I want to say four, four, in the fourth. Okay, yeah. so in the MCU, they're they're kind of straying away from origin stories so much because they're getting more into the sequels and they're introducing people in more as, as ensemble movies. So they can really just ignore that part and just really get into like the meat of these superheroes. So I love it. Um, yeah. I mean, I knew it was going to do money. It's going to be interesting to see where the MCU goes after Infinity Wars, considering that um, 
they bought 21st Century Fox. I don't know. The deal has not been finalized yet. But so then Marvel, it, it, once it, once that go, deal goes through, they then have access to all Marvel characters again. Which means they can have X-Men. If y'all, for the people who aren't superhero fans like that, the reason that X-Men and stuff aren't in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is like with the Iron Man and all of that, is because Fox owned the right to X-Men, Deadpool, all of that. And then they didn't have the rights to Spider-Man until last year because, well, no, two Sony. years ago. With, so, yeah, because Sony owned spider-man so they're just now like this all they own these these um what are they called? The, own Movie these rights, rights before before disney purchased marvel and started the mcu so yeah. that's why um and i if i if i see some wolverine claws in the post credit scenes of infinity war because i like granted we just found out about the deal going through ain't no telling when they really like made this happen so it could if they bring the x-men into it it's just gonna be so much um, but we'll see where they go because Inhumans was a flop. So they really need to do something. Yeah. And in, in the MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe, they've, I mean, they've done movies very well. Thor, the first two, I couldn't watch. But the first, other than that. The first phase was rocky other than Iron Man. Like Captain America Civil War. I mean, the first Captain America, I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was good. But it, it, it was pretty, you know, that was those. Thor 1 and Captain America 1 were pretty boring. I think I've seen Thor 1 maybe one or maybe two. I think maybe two times because it was on Netflix at one point. Yeah. But as it progressed, the movie just kept getting better. The sequels, Captain America, um, Winter Soldier, so good. Um, yeah. Civil War, favorite movie in MCU. Ultron. People give Ultron a hard time, but Ultron was one of my favorites. That's like my number three after Black Panther. Uh, I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, Ragnarok, oh. Spider-Man. We can talk about this all day. Let's stay on topic. Yeah. But moving forward, I would love to see. Uh, I knew, like in the movie, with spoiler alert, when they you know certain things happen to T'Challa, I'm like, well, I know he ain't finna die because he already in the Infinity War trailer. So <laughs> <laughs> you can't kill my dog. And it, the right. Infinity War happens in Wakanda. And one thing was I was disappointed about, but I guess because they couldn't make it too superhero-y because they knew many superhero fans weren't going to be watching the movie was that we did not find out about the last Infinity Stone. But it's kind of yeah. clear yeah. based on the fact that the Infinity War trailer is set, taking place in Wakanda. So why else would Thanos uh-huh. be in Wakanda unless it was something that he wanted there, which is the Soul Stone has to be... I've been doing a little reading too, which backed up my my hypotheses. But the Soul Stone is the, the in the meteor that gave them vibranium which is how they're able to go to the um what's it called the ancestral plane, plane of ancestral so plane. i can't wait for that to pan out so what kind of been out here i really want to start back and go back and watch all the movies to figure out you know how vibranium has played a part because we've been knowing about vibranium since captain america because that's what his shield is made out right. of and then in ultron they went to steal the claw the vibranium the stolen vibranium from claw but I want to think about how yeah. did they get the vibranium from his sh- for his shield in the first place? Did he steal that? Um, that was way well, well before Claw stole it, and I doubt he was just handing right. out vibranium to white people in 1945. So I'm trying to figure out how they got that vibranium. Well, they were saying in the history of Wakanda that it wasn't until like not until the Second World War did Wakanda decide to go with the isolationists? Like we're going to hide in plain sight. So they may have given it to him or, or shield may have known about it or whatever, but 
they said after the Second World War, they were like, yo, these basically were kind of like, yo, these white people tripping. So we're going to just hide because we got some vibranium here. So we're not really going to let them know what we got. So, uh, yeah, it'd be interesting to find out how he got his shield. Um, So I gave Black Twitter kudos earlier for holding the spoilers to Sunday. Uh, one thing that I, I wanted to talk about, and, and I, I, I almost wish we did this episode earlier because I've seen BuzzFeed do articles on this now, is the thirst I've seen on Twitter for the male cast members of uh black panther you know and it's and it's been funny and it's been a lot of jokes but you know to me i was like man is this is this normal like is this something that is just special to this movie because of you know the cast and who it is or like you know what is it how did all this come together to where we have these really funny uh thirsty tweets of women thirsting after the men of uh wakanda well as a thirsty black woman on twitter um, I'll be able to give you a first-hand account. Michael B. Jordan been fine. But it's something about them two gold teeth and that swoop red bang or like that little ponytail. It's almost <laughs> like a Florida nigga ponytail with them dreads in that first museum scene in that outfit. Oh, father. Mm. <laughs> I did I did really did kill Monger Swag throughout the whole movie. Like What? It was just real like, I don't even care, but I right. do. It was Ugh. like when he was king and had that robe on or that sweater, whatever they want to call it. I was like, dang, I, I would really like to walk around a crib in that. Or them camels when he like pulled, like we had with the shield thing on. Oh, a man. Oh, the, uh, the uh, vest. Yeah. You know, whether yeah. he dates black woman or not, the real issue is that he's not dating me. And that's why I'm really upset. Um, uh, Fine. Then Chadwick Boseman has the unmitigated gall to be 41 years old in that fine. And that laugh, oh, like his his T'Challa laugh or his his Chadwick laugh first. Because okay. I never really listened to him talk either, for real. Because he's been everybody but himself. He ain't never played like regular right. person. We could just talk regular. He had to talk like them. Yeah. Um, so I heard his voice for real, for real, for the first time in the IMAX um, panel, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, where he from? I thought he was from Maryland at first, but he's from South Carolina. So it kind of yeah. it kind of made sense because he sound like um." Mike from the wood so <laughs> but his laugh is like really infectious and hilarious and he's just fine and just he wasn't that finest of a war I don't know what it is maybe we just looking at him more but it's just a man and then everybody's going up for M'Baku but he just gives me fruity vibes and and someone tried to tell me it's because I because he's too dark and let me tell you something I openly thirst for light skins on a regular basis but ain't nothing like a chocolate man I can really appreciate a chocolate man i can appreciate a lot of man but you know i guess he's like a part of the big guy twitter crowd and that's never been my tea so i just i don't know i he's six he's like six four he's six a, five it's a lot of man that's too much man for me like i like a lot of man if he's gonna be six five i'm gonna need him a little bit a little bit slimmer because i just you like your men petite <laughs> no i don't like him petite i like my man with some meat i like a lot of man but that's just that's right there at it that's too much man you know Mm. So, I don't know, but he was a, a scene still there. Wherefa is my favorite part of the whole movie, <laughs> and he's like, "I will feed you to my children." I'm just kidding. We are vegetarian. That was hilarious. Like he was great in the movie. He just didn't do it too much for me, but you know, go off. But go off. 
Well, one thing um, uh, that I thought about and, and kind of trying to figure out how this perfect storm of thirst came about. So, you know, social media definitely played a role. Uh, I think the movie being so highly anticipated that so many people saw it so soon allowed for the, you know, people to come together. And then, um, you know, we just don't, as as a community, we just don't get a movie with this many black people in it. So then our black women don't get a chance to see this many, you know, uh, attractive black men together in one, in one setting. You know, I, I would probably, my assumption is like the last time black women probably went up like this for like the cast was in uh, Mo' Better Blues when Denzel and Wesley were in it in the 90s, in, mm-hmm. in the early 90s. You know, so like our aunties and our mamas was probably really like, they was probably doing the same thing, but they didn't have Twitter. Not <laughs> they were sending notes. An ensemble fine cast. Like, you got the wood, the brothers, uh, best man. Uh, it's been plenty like fine black men cast but this is just a different kind of movie it just I don't know it just felt my spirit was just moved stomp the yard I'm just thinking of like a bunch of fine men together I mean hell the new edition movie we've been doing this I guess the new edition niggas was kind of young so it's like more my age group yeah um I love the memes. Uh, I'm trying to think of some. That, that I saw one. They was talking. I only love my my kingdom and my kingdom Wakanda. I'm sorry, whatever. It yeah, was. Uh, the star of Get Out, Daniel. I forget his name. They say when you don't have a spirit of discernment. <laughs> oh no, he sucks. But my favorite one is like the when the deltas and the Qs come together to save to fight the sigmas or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was really hilarious because like what he did was really some sick man shit. <laughs> like they, it just like I could see a Sigma doing exactly that, and I was like, "That's true." And people was like, "Oh, you Greeks are weird. Y'all gotta associate everything." But I'm like, honestly, it was true. Like I could see an AKA being no. What pissed me off? Someone was like, "AKA wouldn't accept somebody as dark as Lupita." Have y'all met AKAs? Like, what? What are y'all in a time warp? Yes, I'm trying to figure brown it out. Paper. Like, do people think they really we still do that, or if we ever did for real? Because that's crazy. I'm not going to lie. When I saw the, the basically the Brady Bunch squares of everybody and they put like their Greek affiliation on them. I was like, you know, some things you don't have to make Greek. You know, I think we could all joke and say like, oh man, buddy, like the, the Jabari tribe, they came in, what sounded like barking, you know, and they were, they were very large. Like you would associate with cues. I get it. It's funny. When y'all just was like, well, we're going to put everybody in there. We're going to have all the Divine Nine, and we're going to make them sing them Rose and Iotas. I'm like, look, man, sometimes just enjoy. And the same thing with the HBCUs. Look, sometimes black people just black, and it's just a movie, and y'all ain't got to associate everything with your org, with your college. Just leave it be. I thought it was funny, because, you know, I go up for a good Greek joke, especially an original Greek joke. So I, I appreciate it. Some of them was like, okay, you're just trying to put somebody somewhere. But, um, what is it like? Shrew is a Zeta, and yeah, T'Challa's an Alpha, yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing. It was like a lot of non Greeks was like, Oh, you know, so and so is definitely this, so and so is definitely that. It's like, <laughs> like who? That's what you express. Interesting. I mean, the Mbaku, based on the barking and the rowdiness and the size, like okay, cues, but 
they were apes in the snow. So yeah, they worshipped an ape god and and they lived in the snowy mountains. So I think that's kind of clear. Cause like it'd be some child with some big fat bruh. So I think that's you know pretty alfy. People must know just a bunch of scrawny chapters, which is fine too. <laughs> uh, hey, we 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 get to lifting after school. We be picking up them books at school. So yeah, there's a lot of commentary. People had their hot takes on it. And it's been literally at work. Like ninety percent of the stories that we put out the past week have been Black Panther. Like it's been a lot. Just different takes, talking about the language they use, the Black love, yeah. talking about you know Killmonger representing you know first generation immigrants. So that was a nice take. Um, just talking about the um relationships between Africans and African Americans. It, it started a lot of conversations that were important. Definitely um, you know, colonization. Um, talking about yeah. buying a block. Like the last scene was like, yes. Um Little Buddy from Moonlight was in the last scene. So I'm like, is he about to be a thing? Because he ain't no play play actor. This little boy is a big deal. So I don't know if he's about to be in in, in what you call it too. <laughs> or if that was just like, let's find a, a well known little boy to put in the last scene. I don't know. But I would love to yeah. see him. Well, and then his hair resembled Killmonger's. Did it? I thought it was so I don't know. Little, if that would... The little nappy twist. Nah, he had, I, he had the dreads. Like, um, you know how he had, like, how Killmonger had his, his dreads, like, braided, basically, in the last scene? You sure it wasn't just, like, a man bun situation? Like, a little Marion? I'm... I'm yeah, I, I mean, I, I I vaguely remember like looking at him, going like, "Oh, he got his hair like Killmonger." Okay. You go back for a fourth time and see it. I don't, you know. I just might, because you know, the first two times I saw it, I didn't pay for it, so I'm like, "Let me give these people my money," because I gave them money oh, for plenty of the you. white ones. Yeah, you know, one thing, one one, th- I'm so tired of y'all. I, I'm just at this point, like. It's certain things, like, if I see certain, like, just commentary or articles on my timeline, I just block people. Or I just unfollow them. I'm just like, look, yeah. not, y'all not going to ruin this movie for me. People, like, kill. so I saw somebody said Killmonger was definitely homophobic. <laughs> yeah, people what? took it, like, oh, yeah, he hotel. We all would have had Killmonger blocked on Twitter. I was like, yeah. he probably didn't post him, like, shooting niggas a lot. I don't know. They kind of took it. He definitely would have been out here with his gun. <laughs> and then it was saying like, he hate black women. Y'all think he real the, the real hero? This right. Movie? I'm like, okay. He hated everybody, especially everybody in Wakanda. So it wasn't like, I mean, he killed his girlfriend, but yeah. that nigga's crazy. So let's just not really. But then he was. Do y'all see how many bumps he had on his body? He was killing everybody. everybody. He he did not respect life. Period. It didn't matter. If it was Male, black female, yeah. transgender. If you was living, you was. You didn't want to be around a man nicknamed Killmonger. Right. He didn't care about nobody. Like, he killed anybody he could. Like, he was going to kill Shuri. He he killed Zuri. He killed all 77,000 people he got cuts on his body for. Like, the nigga's not okay in the head. And then, like, when his little last speech, he was saying that, you know, Wakanda took everything he loved. I'm like, okay, now. Like, I lost my daddy too, sis. And it's okay. It's not what it is, but like that wasn't everything I love. I still had other things to love. What was his mammy? Um, well, she was she was poor, or she, you know, like they was they was living in the hood of Oakland in nineteen ninety two. Where was his mama? You know, so so. Let's not answer my huh? question. Where was she? Where was his? I'm. I don't know where she was. She wasn't providing much after the death of his dad. It'd be different if, if the Dora Milaje had beat his mama up too or something and then took her. But like, 
everything you love. Somebody had to have something like you said your basketball. You was playing basketball. You like that? Like you had your hoodie still? I mean, so I'm trying to figure out dad. what. And he, his dad had promised to take him to the. I I don't know. I, I mean, I, I I definitely I definitely felt for Killmonger. You know. Oh no, I definitely understood. Like when he was saying his his whole speech, I'm like, the nigga got a point. <laughs> Got a point. He ain't all the way wrong. He got the wrong approach. You got to kill everybody, but you like you can kind of but give a couple spears out. I think what people what people didn't and, and and I'm gonna be honest, you know, just someone that is really big on black empowerment. I would at first I was a little I I didn't like how they tried to make his father like like almost like he was a a a, a black identity extremist, as the government would say. In terms of, you know, all black people are your people and y'all just sat there. And so what we're going to do, we're going to arm them. We're going to kill all the oppressors. And, you know, I'm like, dang, they're really making it seem like to be militant and for your people is going to the extreme. And and one thing I think that they did purposely that it was overlooked a lot is they said that, yo, Eric Killmonger is black ops. Everett Ross was like, yo, everything he's doing is exactly what we taught him we would do. Mm-hmm. Is exactly everything America, the CIA, would do to other countries. We would go and attack during times of elections or the death of a monarch, T'Challa, and we would go destabilize and we would go arm opposing forces. It's everything, it, you know, he was basically saying, look, I took a playbook from America, from my oppressors, and we just going to flip the script on them. And I think that's really important to understand is that this, these are not ideas he got on his own, but this is what he knows America does, and he's going to flip the script on it. True. I mean, that's what T'Challa was saying to him. Like, you you just being just like them. It's not solving anything. Like, going and being right. like the oppressors isn't helping the situation at all. Right. Um. So what do, what do you feel they did right? Um, oh, the the casting, the costumes, the cinematography, the the lighting, the everything. I don't feel like they did much wrong. Okay, I want to address this too, because um, people were complaining about the accents. I have a Nigerian homeboy who's saying like the accent sucks, and he he should be in the movie, or whatever, because it, it was hilarious. But I told him I was like, they created a new accent for Black Panther. So their accents, right. um, Shadow did an interview, I think it was around Civil War time, because I don't know, I didn't make this up. Basically, he was saying he wanted to create an African accent that was not affected by colonialism, colonization, right, right. Whatever, whatever word I'm supposed to be using. Like that it doesn't have any British or French or whatever, you know, influence on it. Yeah. So they had to create a whole new accent. So it's not supposed to sound like a Nigerian or Ghanaian or whatever accent. It's supposed to sound like a Wakandan accent. And when right. they're speaking the language, language Kosa, which is South African. From right. South Africa. So yeah, that's what it has. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Right. So if you watch the video on Shadow and Act, little shameless work plug, um, of the of Ryan breaking down, Ryan Coogler breaking down the fight scene in the casino, he talks about Kosa and saying like the XH is the sound. Which is really cool. Yeah. They they did their research, yeah, which is what and, I love. Uh, so the wardrobe and it, I saw the thread that showed. Did you see the thread on Twitter with all the different cultures, the African cultures that were in the uh, movie? That was really good. Um, when yes. I fought, saw it the first time with my sister, so I brought her me, me as my plus one. I'm so glad I took her because I almost took a nigga, but I was like, nah, they don't deserve it. So <laughs> my sister loved Africa. She was almost there, was like, damn, which nigga can I text to come with me to this? I was like, you know what, text your sister. 
Stop being bad. Right. Trash. Um oh, so yeah. And she loves South Africa and she went to one of the tribes and they had like when they had the little city street, the one little city street they used to always be on, one of them had the designs of the yeah. um the ballet tribe, I wanna say. Um so that was really mm-hmm. nice like the art and and that was yeah, my sister loves them. And just like their headpieces and their um mm-hmm. neck pieces, like the necklace I wore to the to the um premiere. I didn't dress all the way up because I didn't know people was dressing up and Nick was really dressing up. So I was like, oh, did you dress up? Yeah. All? Yeah. I wore my black and gold dashiki. I felt kind of bad because, you know, it's kind of like I bought it from a black owned company, but it's like how they were saying it's like the uh the uh yeah, hair supply store dashikis. And I was like, dang, I really wish I um had some real traditional African garb. And so, you know, when when they were all doing those press tours, Chadwick Boseman said that um, he did it for, it was actually for another movie, but I forget the, the name of it, but it actually prepared him for Civil War and some other things. He took an African ancestry test. And so AfricanAncestry.com, what they do is they actually trace your roots back to one of mm-hmm. the current day countries, opposed to with Ancestry and 23andMe does is they just tell you you Sorry. black they just say you from this region you're west nigger and a little bit of southern nigger right and, right exactly the ancestry.com ancestry.com, which is a black owned company they trace it back to a current day country so to let you know and, and in some cases they even give you a, they can even identify your tribe and um so i think i'm actually do that for my 26th birthday and um, I would love to get some traditional African garb from whichever country I, I find out I'm from. That's cool. Yeah, I want to do that too. My sister did it, but apparently, like, even if you are siblings with the same parents, that you can still have different percentages. So yeah. I still want to look into um, that. And another thing that's good about AfricanAncestry.com is they don't sell your DNA information. Um, yeah, apparently those other companies, they you you know, they... You can you can tell them not to. I I doubt that they listen. I mean, who would how would you ever verify? <laughs> but um they they do profit off of uh you know the DNA information they collect. Um so support black businesses AfricanAncestry.com. But uh Ryan Coogler did a dope interview on Hot 97 talking about the research he did and, and going to Africa and, and going to South Africa and then working his way up. Um, in terms of things that I liked what they did right, I thought the pace of the movie was amazing. Um, I never felt like it dull, it was dull or slowed down. Um, you know, with some of the other Marvel movies, there it does become a point where it's like, we get it guys, you know, like this is a big issue or, you know, whatever. But this, I felt like it always kept mm-hmm. going. Um, I thought the love story was very well done. Like you said, they hit it. You didn't even know by the previews that there was one, but you did enjoy it. Um, It almost reminded me of coming to America a little. Oh. You know, where he was like, um, you would be a great queen if you weren't so stubborn. And she was like, you know, I'd be a great queen because I am stubborn. You know, it's just this idea of of, of a woman that is uh is more than just a eye candy on the throne, but she she contributes. Basically not wanting to be chose. Like, I love that. She was like, yeah, I could be a queen if I wanted to, nigga. Like, I don't know. Like, I'd rather be out here saving lives. And I I love that um element. I love that 
it was funny because you know black people talk in the theater but like at the end when um, Okoye stopped the rhino me and my sister at the same time said the power of the P because it's like <laughs> he's like this whole time you're raising all this hell you know treason against your, your king and you've been with your whole life and all this stuff and as soon as your girl like nigga I will kill you and I won't care he's like maybe I should bow down maybe we should surrender hey bros hold on let's let's rethink this hey ma <laughs> <laughs> everybody just hang up the blue boots um we just gonna go ahead and get some blue juice <laughs> yeah that was hilarious to me like that's all it took my love you would really kill me question. <laughs> i was like oh she's real she is all the way serious um yeah I love uh, oh, Shuri. Uh, Shuri was the 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 light of oh. the movie. I didn't know I was gonna like her that much. I started standing for the girl after watching Black Mirror. I don't know if you watch Black Mirror. Right, right, right. I actually I, I actually watched that episode after we saw Black Panther with my family. My little cousin put it on. He was like, "Yo, yeah. this is the girl from Black." Yeah, Panther. I was watching and I was like, I don't know how I realized that I was put two and two together that it was her. Like I would see her in the. Cause she looked very different. Yeah, she did. You know, with the little perm and stuff. She looked. She's actually older than me, and I was hoping I would be older than her so I could be like, yeah, yeah. But she's older than me. Um, she's like twenty four. Dang, she looked like yeah. 16. She, I mean, she played a sixteen year old twice because she was like sixteen in Black Mirror. But I watched mm. Black Mirror. I, I binged that like a month ago, and that was so good. And I saw. I was like, yeah, this episode is so good. And I think someone was like, yeah, that's a girl from. Either I looked her up. Or someone told me that's the girl from Black Panther. And I was like, oh, well, that's my sis. So we about to be cool. And then she was just so amazing. The colonizer line, the what are those? And it's hard to pull off a what are those in 2018 because it's such a 2015 joke. You know what's, you know what's so funny? He said they wrote the script back in 2016. So that was, I, it, mm. it, it like at the time, I'm sure that was really hot. But it was still pretty fresh. And I think it was like a refreshing joke. It was like a throwback Thursday yeah. joke. It was, but you know what? Honestly, based on the timeline, because this happens a week after Civil War, which is in May of 2016. So it kind of fit in for 2016, basically. Right. But so it, based on the Marvel timeline, this movie takes place in 2016. It was nice that we hadn't heard that in a while. We had let it die. And then this was kind of a like, ah, oh, bet, you know, like, <laughs> what are those? Remember that time we had said that thing? Right. Um, the one-liners throughout with uh, Shuri and Mbaku. Yeah, they're the best. They had some of the greatest one-liners. I never freeze. <laughs> uh, you thought? Because you froze like a bear. Was it that good? Um, Is Nakia that good in the... Like, oh, man. Paint. <laughs> man, I ain't... I ain't no, Africans now. Nah, they... Okay. All right, now. Nah. <laughs> hey! Uh, you know what? I, I've been trying to be respectful... Cause you know, like I feel like Lapita is, you know, like she. I really, you know, she just really feel like she's really dope, and you just gotta kind of love her from a distance. But um, I loved her slight cakeage in the movie. It was just very. It wasn't you know, too. She much. was she was dragging that thing. She was Did double they... up. That's when her and <laughs> was arguing, and she she stormed up. I said, "Okay, cheeks." I said, yeah, I was like, oh, I, said, "I see you, baby." It was like you know, it's like, mm, mm, wow. But you wow, feel wrong for like less than after them. Yeah, I understand. Right, because she's so regal. It's like, you know, it'd be like the same way about lusting after the queen mother. It's like, yo, the queen mother, fine. But she queen mother, I'm going to let her cook. You know, I ain't trying to, 
I ain't trying like, to, you know, violate. Friend, like, parent, like, you know, your best friend, daddy fine, but yeah. it's kind of weird, but it's like. Mama, but, you know. Mr. Richard, he's fine. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, how you doing? How you doing, right. Mr. Wilson? We're going to spend the night at your house. You nice today. Uh, we can stay up later, later at your house. I'm tired. Of, we always in my house. Meanwhile, your daddy be sleepwalking. That's what you know that her daddy be sleepwalking in um gray sweats. <laughs> yeah, be trapped. <laughs> so you <laughs> so be trapped. Um, so I want to get to some themes. Uh, I want to wrap up pretty soon. Uh, one theme, you know, I've been listening. So now that I've seen the movie, I've been listening to a lot of interviews. Anywhere I can listen to Ryan. Uh, Coogler, Nate Moore, who was the executive producer and one of the top execs at Marvel Studio, who's a black man who's been pushing to get Black Panther and he even pushed to get the Falcon on screen. Like these are black superheroes that he is, per, per, uh, you know, he's taken as, you know, like his thing, like, hey, we're going to get these characters on screen. Um, he, you know, and I've been listening to him um, because they provide some of the greatest insight. No offense to Chadwick or Michael, but they've been, you know, they had to like withhold the spoilers and so they're not really talking about much but like some of the theme and the stuff that went into the movie ryan and nate moore are really talking about so i'll put some links to some dope interviews in in the description uh one thing i think we saw with the vanity fair um video that you were referencing melanie was he talked about one theme of the movie is agency specifically black agency mm-hmm. in terms of um you know wakanda is is a by Wakanda not being colonized, these are black people that have never had to be victims of circumstance. Mm. And so, you know, he talked about in the casino scene when the man touched Okoye, you know, how she just had to break Buddy down real quick because that's not something she's used to. You know, she comes from a place where she's well-respected and, you know, and probably revered and, and, and almost feared. So, her agency is that you don't touch me unless I want you to. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I thought that was just really powerful. Like, you know, it's, it, I, I don't know, just, so let me take a step back and make this point. You know, one thing that was so lovely about the movie is like I said, Wakanda is a place where it was never colonized. It's, people there have never been a victim of, of, of their, uh, of, um, uh, circumstance and have always been empowered to you know be them it reminded me of how i felt when i discovered hbcus Mm -hmm. so i grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood so i'm used to i you know for most of my life i was used to being the black kid you know one of few black kids on the sports team you know i my parents you know were very much about we got to watch how you dress at school because we don't want them to associate you with a thug and, 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 and certain things. And so when I discovered a different world and the HBCUs in this idea that there exists a place where the majority, if not all of the people are black and they are existing and they are thriving and they are enjoying themselves was magical to me. And I think that's the same of Wakanda, uh, it's same, you know, how we felt about Wakanda, but you know, just, you know, seeing and watching that movie reminds me of the feelings I had when I was in middle school and discovered that there were black colleges that I could go to and be a part of the majority. Okay. So, um, you know, that that was one theme that I, I really loved, the, the agency. Any, any Did you see any other cases of agency or, or anything? Um, I'm just trying to think. It was just 
super black, I think, period. Just like what you said, they haven't had to bow down to white men and they not been not been starting out. I love my one of my favorite moments was when they were in the interrogation with Claw and he was talking. So Ross was talking to T'Challa in in English and then Okoye was talking to T'Challa in in, in Kosa. And then he was like, Does she speak English? And then she, and she answered him like when she wants to. And then another part when he right. touched him like on hey like she he playfully hit or like trying to make a point hit T'Challa and she's like, if he touches you again, right. I'm going to like beat it. Nail him to right. death. So I love that. Like, who does he think he is? Type. Right. Um, and then another point he That's made in the real. video was that they had on green, black, and red. So Nakia had on green, T'Challa had on black, Okoya had on red to represent the Pan-African flag, which I loved. I love that symbolism. So now, right. like after seeing stuff like that, I want to see it again, but I'm going to try to hold out. Um, and then I wanted to look back. I I want to say Nakia had on green for most of the movie. Yeah, that was kind of her color yeah, but, choice. Yeah, uh, but if you realize that she um sold the five tribes, the more I watched the movie, the more I was able to differentiate the five tribes. She's a part of the the green tribe. So each tribe had a different color. Right, that with, had the... With the uh, man with the lip disc. disc. Right, that's her tribe. Um, Then it's the Jabari. It's the lady with the clay yeah. braids. It's the one with the old lady. And I guess the main tribe is what... um they're a part of i guess um that like t'challa and shuri and um the mom are a part of so i like that i like that um excuse me i like that little point um just showing the differentiation because you know even she was dancing when she was doing her little dance yeah. with the little disc on the boat she was with her tribe and each tribe had mm. a boat if you notice um yeah. yeah i'm trying to think of what else in the movie that was just super like just great um, everything. I just loved everything about it. The joke. It was enough funny. It was enough wokeness. It was enough fighting. It was enough action. It was enough. It was just enough. It was. I don't really have any complaints about the movie other than the fact that. But I knew why. Like my only complaint was like understood. Like okay, it wasn't as geeky. I didn't get you know. Tony Stark didn't pop up in Wakanda, yeah. but it's not for him, and it wanted to, it needed to be something that people could understand as a, just a regular movie without all the Easter eggs and all the foolishness. And it gave us just a little like. Um, I was talking to someone today about, you know, another broken white boy for us to fix just because Bucky Buchanan at the end, the end of civil war is in Wakanda. They fixed his arm. I think, I think they unbrainwashed him. Hopefully they did. But like, that was for us. Yeah. That was some of the things that, you know, we needed to see like, okay, yeah, they still, they still listening for us, for us nerds. Um, I'm trying to think of any other Easter eggs in there. Mm -hmm. Just the reason why, okay, who is Claw? Why do they not like Claw? Why does he have this arm? Why is this? Why is that? Like, that's something that we understood as comic book fans. So they gave us just enough. But, like, you know, they was like, okay, y'all ain't getting the Infinity Stone, but we'll give you a little Bucky joke. Here, dang. We'll give you a couple little post credit scenes. You know, I don't know if Bucky's gotten finer each movie mm-hmm. or am I starting to see him like Steve sees him? But I don't know, man. <laughs> Some okay. Oh, this is the point I want to talk about. So a lot of people were complaining about the lack of homosexuality, like the LGBT representation. And I was like, I mean, it's not really prevalent mm-hmm. in any other movie other than Steve and Bucky because I'm convinced they're gay. At least Steve is. I think that's what it like. Because first off, he still ain't bust down Sharon, nor did he bust off her, bust down her auntie. And I hate to be that graphic about it, but like, huh? Her niece. No, Sharon is the niece. It's her niece. I said neither he bust down her auntie. Um, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, 
I think he's fruity, man. I think, you know, and that's cool. It's okay. Because he couldn't really be open out there in 1945, but now that he woke up in 2011 and stuff, he can kind of, you know, when he's seen his bae out there as a winter soldier, he was like, bae? Bucky? Um, but yeah, so the people's complaint was, you know, people are like, oh, you know, you ain't got to shove gay stuff everywhere. And I was like, you know, it really wasn't even about all of that. They had the love interest, but it was like kind of, it wasn't a focal point of the plot. And it wasn't that serious. I mean, I don't know if y'all, they wanted two people to be like, and those are the lesbians of the tribe over there. But, um, <laughs> but their, their complaint, I read into like the complaints. Like, okay. Like why are y'all this mad? Cause they ain't never been lesbians in any other movie or like, you know, gay people. But apparently some members of the Dormelage are actual lesbians. And I think they cut it out. Cause you know, it was a four hour cut originally. I guess they cut out the lesbian parts or they're lesbians in the comic yeah. or something like that. But I don't think it was that I mean, of course, I'm yeah. not a member of the LGBT community, so I can't really sit here and like, y'all need to just shut up and stop being mad. But, yeah, I don't think it was like a malicious thing. I think if they could have, they would have. But, you know, I think it's a, a thing of, granted, this is a very inclusive thing, but I mean, wasn't nobody handicapped either. I guess if you count Claude, huh? No, he's not handicapped. He has a <laughs> vibranium arm. That's like the least. Ha- he was a ro- he was a thief. He wasn't like you know born with a gimp leg. <laughs> oh, Ultron cut his arm off. So, right. But still, I'm just saying. Like, but you know, uh, and the, it was a conversation of you know everybody can't always be represented all the time at all times and everything. So I guess that was one of them. But I mean, the fact that they cut it out, they probably cut out a lot of stuff. So we'll probably see it in. But yeah. then another point was who's to say they weren't lesbians? Like just because you didn't see them kissing each other in the mouth don't mean it wasn't lesbian you know but the only two things are right of so relationship things that we saw were um nakia t'challa and then okoye and wakabi right so with the comics we're talking about the dora milaje they you know they the two people two members of it actually have a relationship that was you know that's in the Tanahasi Coates run you know this comic you know for 50 or 40 years prior to that had never had that so it's, it's not like it's a staple of the Black Panther well, universe not saying that not saying that you cut it out but I'm saying you know it's it, it's like it's not like them you know because one they just one they were just introduced in the Christopher Priest run you know in the 90s um, in terms of like them just existing you know it's not like a Tashaka being Tashaka being T'Challa's father is is not rude, you know. It doesn't make or break the universe, you know. And, and once again, yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff was relatively new, and then some things changed from the comics. Oh too. yeah, I want to say they said that it was in the movie, and they cut it. Yeah, out. they said I'm, it was a it was a it brief was. scene where they I guess they kind of acknowledge each other as lovers, um, but ultimately, like you said, it was a four hour cut, and they had to look at some things and say what doesn't push the plot forward, and and that was a. Yeah, I don't think it. Yeah, yeah. So, so the fact that they shot it, they said they also cut a scene that Ryan and Nate wanted to like the the last hour, where it was um, a conversation between Wakabi and Okoye about the whole Killmonger taking the throne and and him supporting it and her, you know, not really banging with it, you know, and that's something that does contribute. But they were like, ah, it doesn't contribute enough, so we're gonna cut it. And yeah, and at the same time. You know, I, like I said, I don't have an issue with, um, I don't have, if the case, if I felt that the case was with this, that black, the black LGBTQ community was upset about it, 
I, I would say, oh, you know, rightfully so. But sometimes I, just, I feel like anytime black people have something, uh, white people come and try to put a damper on this. And this was an angle that white people could attack. Oh, just trying to find something to be mad about. Right. You know, they you know, they had a perfect Rotten Tomato score till some guy was like, it wasn't enough action for me. You know, somebody white was like, it was all right, but there wasn't enough LGBT because Breitbart, which is an alt-right website, <laughs> featured an article about it. You telling me the alt-right cares about lesbians? <laughs> they don't. Right. You know, so you got to watch who's who's putting these things out once again. And then with the numbers this did, it, this movie did, you know, it's, it's, it's bound to have a sequel. Um so there's always room for further representation. I mean, even when it comes out on Blu-ray and digital, whatever, I'm sure they better run us that four hours because I got time. I have all the time. Yo, I need a Ryan Coogler director commentary cut. Like I wanted to be sitting at a spades table, like drinking Crown and talking just trash about, hey, bro, remember when, okay, take three, we did this one right here. Remember when, like I wanted to be real like black. I need to be on the porch, like somebody back patio or something talking about this movie. I needed to be real rich and just you know one thing i really loved about this movie and and it's 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 also because it's part of my personal um kind of fascination uh with legacy Mm -hmm. i think i think they touched on legacy a lot you know like the whole idea of a birthright and you know it's like just simply by being born you have this inalienable right you know to challenge for the throne you know to sit to, to sit on this throne regardless of you know the circumstances surrounding it um, you know, I don't know if you remember in the first Warrior Fall scene where Umbaku stabs T'Challa in the in the chest. T'Challa has to like remind himself of who he is. He goes, I am Prince T'Challa, son of King Tashaka. Well his mama was like, Show him who you are. And he he like goes super saiyan and he gotta yell that out. You know, I thought to me that was really beautiful. Well, like, yo I think I think the uh overall theme of the of the movie was who are you yeah identity yeah so who you are so you know from the beginning to the end so from the scene within oakland with um zuri and indijaka or um and jobu i'm sorry until the end because the last line spoken in the movie from little moonlight was who are you and then he did a little smirk and then the credits wrote so i think that was something even like a takeaway for us who are we you know what i'm saying like I am Melanie, daughter of Mike and Sharon. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to think about who you are and, and, you know, your birthrights, you know, whatever the case may be. It may not be a whole kingdom of vibranium, but just, (laughs) you know, remind yourself who you are at all times. So I really like that. Um, Dang, I had a point. It just left me again. Oh, what do I want to talk about? Dang. What were we saying before this? Uh, How black it was birthrights how black it was um oh yeah okay so another little tidbit i don't think people caught because i've seen the movie so many goddamn times i've been able to catch it but even when it was a moment in the second warrior falls battle with um killmonger and t'challa when zuri uh like was you know doing his in the black panther the strength of the black panther was be stripped from him or whatever oh yeah yeah but he had a moment where he looks at eric and they have like an exchange and he looks away like hoping he doesn't recognize him, but he does because when he kills them, oh, yeah. he said, yeah, Uncle, Uncle, James. Un- Uncle James, exactly. And I was like, oh, he knew him from jump. 
And yeah. apparently, okay, so that boy was in the boy who played him younger. I thought all these years I thought that was his son because his last name is Whitaker too. And I want to say he played his son in Freedom Freedom Riders, um, The Great Debaters. And yep. I recognized I'm like, oh, that's just from that, I'm like, oh, that's the son. So that clearly that's, you know, Zuri. But uh, I made that connection early because I like figuring out movies before they happen. Cause I just be thinking. Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Um but he thought he didn't recognize him. He aged though in twenty five years. You, wait. Precious. Huh? You know that's not his son though. No, I know. That's what I was gonna say. I all these years. But they have the same last they have name. The same last name and the same lazy eye. And all of these years I thought that was his son. Up until literally last week. When I looked it up. Uh but you know whose son was in the movie? The okay, yeah. The T- Tashaka, young Tashaka and old Tashaka. Yeah. Yeah, their father and son. Which is adorable, might I add. That, that casting um, was excellent. Oh yeah! Really oh man! I, I, you you know what I do? Kind of wish I would have seen more of. Um, a little bit more of the Queen Mother. I, I mean, she was just—I don't know. Angela Bass is so regal, and she really was just there. She really was just there. She had like, you know, it was just if he's gonna cast anybody to play the mama, I, honestly, I would have cast Angela Bassett too. But that's my first time I was looking at Angela Bassett as old. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Like, granted, like, her and Denzel have been around our whole lives and older than our parents, but, like, I don't look at them as old. This is the first time her role has actually aged I her. I think... Maybe with the gray hair, the makeup, or what, because she on 911 and she looked 30. Right. I think <laughs> it, was, it was probably the gray hair, but then at the same point, like, it was the reference point. I don't... Has she played a role where she has an adult child? Um, I'm trying to think she been in recently probably maybe i don't know yo crazy thing is she's like 59 chadwick is 41 chadwick is 41 years of fine so crazy she technically could be his mother but really they could date okay she got her groove back in 98 i think she's done all the groove back in she goes that's 18 years it's not she's well she's definitely going to be his mom she was interesting like in those kind of environments like the tribal they they get married um, she's definitely old enough very few people have had eight kids at 18 back then on purpose i'm saying like okay back in the then. african tribal arranged marriage kind of era because everybody ain't built like nakia she probably got married young but in the comics that she's not his real mom and i tried to go back and, and listen to see if yeah. he called her mom he called her queen mata a mother or whatever but she said my son when she was covering him in the snow so i'm like yeah i don't know if yeah. that's what angle also i read somewhere that because i'm not a comic yeah. book fan because i never had access to them um still don't really have access to them. only comic i really read was boondocks in the paper but i want to say shuri wasn't introduced until like 2005 so a lot of the, this whole wakanda storyline is relatively new granted blank black panther came out in the 60s but like this wakanda and this storyline is relatively new yeah so a lot of um black panther um from the comics, because I I, I I wanted to do a lot of research, and I, part of me actually wants to read some of the old comics, and, and they're not that hard to obtain now. You can buy them on, you know, you can buy, like, the volumes on Amazon. They have apps that, you know, like, you can subscribe to, and they'll, you know, when they release or whatever. But, um, so just a history on the comic of, of kind of Black Panther, uh, a lot of the T'Challa we know in the MCU comes from a guy named Christopher Priest. He he was given a run of uh, Black Panther in the early 90s, 
and he really he added the door Melage. He um kind of gave him some more tech and and it added a lot more dynamic to him than, you know, the previous 30 years. And then Reginald Hudlin, who was a produ you know, the producer of Boomerang and House Party, he also came in and did a run that kind of picked up where Christopher Priest left off and, you know, and, and kind of gave us some of that more, you know, dope T'Challa that we have come to know in the MCU. And then ta- uh, the, the next run I've, I've kind of heard of after that is the current one with Tanahasi Coates. And that's where you see Shuri becoming the Black Panther, um, you know, the lesbian Dora Milaje and um, just some other things in there as well. So, you know, those are kind of those are three black men that, you know, I, I like from all my research that is like, yo, these are some runs of the Black Panther you should really check out. So who is your favorite character? <sighs> That's a tough one because um, I really enjoyed Michael B. Jordan's portrayal of Killmonger. Mm-hmm. And from that aspect, I, like he was my favorite. You know, I, I very as African-American, I very much identified with his rage. Um. I think the obvious choice here is Shuri. I love Shuri. Shuri reminded me of myself, um, just like a smart a-hole little sister, because that's basically what I am, what I have been. Um, yeah, Mbaku, I liked Mbaku. He was hilarious. Like, I don't get the thirst aspect, but, like, his scene stealing is, like, the best part. Like, are you done? Or all the, but feed my children. Like, his lines were just, everything he said, the Wi-Fi, all of that was just hilarious. That was my favorite parts of the movie. Um, so yeah, between Mbaku and Shuri, Nakia was fun. Okoye was fun. Um, the real unsung heroes of this movie are the rhinos. Uh, I think <laughs> the rhinos don't get no credit. Bro, when he <laughs> when he came in, I was like, they got trained rhinos? Like, nigga, they in Africa. If they would have some hippopotamuses out there, that would have been a real fight. Uh, but I thought the rhinos were a nice touch because there is this uh this ancient warrior uh Hannibal he was said to have trained mm-hmm. elephants you know so i don't know i i took it as kind of a nod to like how our people can contain these wild beasts um but that was wild like wait rhinos that's why he was training them that's why he was feeding them apple he just wouldn't yeah i love i love that it was subtle like oh that's what he was doing with the rhino but it makes sense because you don't eat rhino meat like you like to farm like he basically farmed him and so it was like oh yeah he wasn't getting big to eat him right i get you saying uh funny tidbit actually came out uh ryan coogler actually asked donald glover and his brother to come and help punch up the script in terms of jokes. Yeah, I did. I, I mean, I've been taking in a lot of Black Panther content lately with work. But yeah, he he gave it to him, got him some jokes. And um, Any other points about the movie, man? I just... Uh... Um, what else are we saying? Just characters. Um, what were some of your favorite... I think all the favorite lines are pretty much have been tweeted a thousand times like the yeah the ancestors uh, one, the, you know... But I feel like y'all really didn't make about that one. What? Cause it, like, man, when he just said, you know, ah, uh, my favorite is when he said, you know, throw me in, bury me in the ocean with my ancestors. It's like, I don't feel. I, I be feeling like people be like fake woke. I mean, was that what you expected to hear from a Marvel movie? Think about it. Like, it just seemed. No matter how uncomfortable no, no, no. the white I mean, nerds who you know go see these movies regardless felt when they watched it. 
And that enough is for that. That's enough for me to be happy that I'm saying. Do you think white people? Do you think white people were like some of them jumped off? I thought we got them all. What they? I thought we <laughs> took all the niggers. We missed some. They escaped. Well, isn't this about a jibby? So yeah, I think that was a good. They should be uncomfortable. I can just imagine how many times white women have called into uh, the Marvel Studios this week. This racist movie that you guys put out. Calling us colonizers? It was a it was a bunch of white Christian groups, you know, have been trying to protest the film. I'm like, where were y'all during Thor? <laughs> Honestly, please, okay. I mean, even in Thor, though, it was pretty multicultural because we think my Heimdall, Heimdall's black. It was a couple of black people sprinkled in there, so it wasn't all yeah. necessarily white. Also, I meant to point out, I love Claw. Um, Claw was funny. Claw been funny though. He was funny at Ultron, but I love the, the mixtape yeah. joke. But I felt the way when he called us savages, when he said Wakandans were savages and they didn't deserve the um, vibranium. Because he should have got his, his ish rock right there. Like, you're not going to sit up here and call Wakandans savages. when One, they're the most technologically advanced country in the world. And two, yeah. shut up, call. I mean, I was upset, but I, f- I felt it aligned with his character. Mm. Like, he didn't really care about, you know, he didn't, like, why would he think highly of Wakandans. He's like a, you know, like this, you know, underground illegal, you know, whatever, deal, arms dealer, whatever he is. So, like, of course he thinks lowly of black people. He's white. Right. And he, he's jealous of their wealth and that their protection, you know. And, and you know, just, he, he it's more of a jealous, you know, this is a white supremacy jealousy thing more than anything. Um, And so it, it made it more rewarding when, um, Killmonger killed him. Yeah. What do you think about, like, I'm trying to think. Do you think Wakabi was just, I mean, we granted, granted he did some Sigma-ish, whatever. But, like, how, if you were in Wakabi's shoes, would you have just been like, I'm going to just go with this new dude because he killed Claw and that's good enough for me. Like, how would you have handled that situation? I think, um, so there's a deleted scene where I guess Wakabi kind of gives his, re- like, him and Okoye discuss, um, you know, kind of their viewpoints and uh, that you know, the the executive producer named Morsell, it'll be with the bonus features. Um I, I get why he went though. Like why he chose the other side. Um he, he told T'Challa, he was like, look, I want to come with you. This man killed my parents. I've been hurting for 30 years while your father was in office, but like, you know, like was in, in control, but now you're here, like, bro, let me go with you and get this dude. He told him, No, stay here. I need you to protect the border. All right, man. Hey, respect. I'm gonna I'm gonna go do it. And then I come and you like, we had him, but we lost him. See, this is the same stuff your daddy. But it's been a funny one. It was like, Wakabi. Oh, I thought things would be different. Blah, blah. And then it was like the little Uzi. So on my third day out here, I don't know. Like, yeah. give him time, bro. Like, okay, <laughs> right. it took 30 years. You think I'm going But he had him. He did. But the he same thing is like, first of all, what weapon did he blast him with? Was that a um, vibranium weapon or was it just a weapon? That's an, I felt like it had to be a vibranium weapon. To knock him out like that, right? Yeah. But it's like, okay, this dude is from here. I don't even know this dude, but I know he got my my granddaddy's necklace on. I mean, ring on, on his necklace, first of all. So I don't even know this monster that came and just got me, you know, disarmed. He wasn't ready for that. He thought he was fighting, you know, claw. Right. I mean, but then, you know, so when you, so that's one half of it. And then as Wakabi, and then you say the dude that comes to the border is carrying Claw in a, in a bag dead 
and also y'all remember like when when they had like Wakabi was the one who was holding the the chain with the panther ring he was able to he he was able to identify it so he knew this guy was of royal blood too so he's like yo like what's going on here like did he kill you know like is this dude related to them you know he killed claw this is what i've been asking them to do for years no but he asked when it before it cut off and said who are you so you know he did his own spiel i know but wakabi wakabi brought him to the to the palace no i so he knew before everybody else yeah yeah yeah. that's what i'm saying he knew like clearly if he said he was son of indijobu indijaka wait which one is he Njobu. He's, he's in He's right. He said he's yeah. the son of Njobu. He's like, oh, so I'm sure it was a long walk up to the palace anyway. So he filled it in. So let me, t- let me kick you like this. Right. So boom. Uh, T'Chaka pull up to Oakland, kill my daddy in the living room, leave him there. Boom. I find him. So I've been pissed for 30 years. Like, I'm sure he got the full, full spiel. So Loki, probably by the time and, he got up to the palace, he was pissed. It's like, you know what? He's like, it's trash. At the same time, had uh, Killmonger told him. I don't know if Killmonger even knew, but if Killmonger would have told him his dad was the one who linked up with Claw, that would have changed things. Yeah, definitely. Because your daddy is the reason Claw came in the first place to kill my parents. So I think if he knew that, he probably would have been singing a different tune. I thought about that too. Yeah. Yeah. So he probably left some stuff out. But then again, he had to put that two together. Like, why Why did he, your daddy get killed in the first place? You know what I'm saying? So, clearly, if he would have known. So, now I'm confused. Well, I don't I don't know if um, Killmonger knew. Oh, if Killmonger knew what the treason was or why he got killed, he just knew he was killed. Yeah. That's true. That is true. Yeah. But, no, because he had the same ideals as his father and probably was somewhere in his notes. Because he had his notebook and was reading the, you know, the notes. So, he probably knew that. We don't know, I guess. But, I think if if Wakabi would have known, you know, that his dad had something to do with his parents' death, then it would have been a different tune being sung. But maybe him killing Claw was just enough for yeah. him. I don't know. Yeah. It, 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 apparently that was really uh, weighing heavily on Wakabi. Yeah, clearly. I mean, if my parents... Did Claw personally kill his parents or his parents get killed in the blast? That would kind of be different, you know? But... Because uh, that's the same kind of anger used- that the twins... Um, Quicksilver and, and the, the Scarlet Witch had against Tony Stark. You, you know what I'm saying? Like the the right. the bomb that went off was made by Stark, but he didn't go personally like, "Hey, twins, let me go kill your parents." You got all that animosity. It's like he didn't, you know, he was doing his job. That's what he did, make weapons. So you know that. I mean, I'd be mad. He was complacent. He was complacent in oppression that led to that. You know, so it's like you you get to the root of who you know. Who and where's his mammy? For the at least the twins. Who, I still uh, want to know mom? about it. Maybe we'll find out later. And then I've been reading, you know, more about it. And they were just saying, like, Killmonger comes back a whole bunch of times yeah. in the comics. And since he's been did such a great job, they probably might bring him back. And we didn't see him like get buried or whatever. Yeah. The same way we didn't see T'Chaka get buried. Um <laughs> I don't know if this, I've mentioned this before in this clip. They don't bury nobody. But yeah, they talk about I know to you if he gets bury him. But like, did y'all bury T'Chaka? Cause y'all just went back and acted like stuff was cool. And I highly doubt he would have came after the funeral. So I know he wouldn't miss his daddy's funeral, especially since he blamed himself for it. Um, All right. yeah. Well, what if? So the some our assumption is that after everything happens in Civil War, remember at the end of Civil War, he's back in Wakanda. Right. 
So yeah, that is true. So how did that work out? So he left. They left again to go get Nakia. Yeah, so that's really they, what I could more so see happen. Because you know what, I don't found a I don't found a hole. Because if he's back in Wakanda talking to, was he talking to Steve in the lab talking about um, fixing yeah. him or whatever? When they, they got back bucking. with Nakia, mm-hmm. he acted like he ain't been home yet. Because it would make sense that he had it. Unless, no, yeah, that just, all right, Mom, but we need answers. Because, you know, it probably had been a week. How did he act like he'd been home? Huh? How did how was he acting like he hadn't been home? Yeah, like he acted like he hadn't been home. And, of course, the Civil War things probably did take Oh, over. by the way they welcomed him? Yeah, by the way they welcomed him, they was all waiting for him to get home. One, two, um, he like this. This never gets old or whatever. It it just made it seem like he hadn't been home since the whole thing, you know. And it was yeah. something in the dialogue he had with Queen Mother, um, Mother, whatever, that made it seem like that's the first time that they've seen him or whatever. So if he's home in the in the end credits, what does that timeline add up? I'm gonna look into that. I'm gonna go talk to Vance about that because we know we nerdy. Um, so yeah, there is a little hole in that, but I don't know if they knew exactly which direction they were going with the Black Panther yet when they did the post credit scene. Because some things don't always line up directly with the post credits because they make it before they even finish the movie they're trying to tease, you know? Because um, we have mm-hmm. Thanos and changed his appearance like eight, nine times leading <laughs> up to Infinity War. So right. yeah, I think that's they, almost um... it. I think we touched about everything. Huh? So just real quick, I'm on my group me they didn't they didn't design the wakanda jersey i knew this was coming a wakanda what were they even playing coming. any sports yeah. wakanda what jersey basketball jersey black oh, people man. just love basketball jerseys <laughs> i can't stand y'all negroes <laughs> but it's kind of nice so i might get it and wear it to broccoli fest <laughs> uh but yeah guys appreciate y'all tuning in uh Go see the movie for your third right, or fourth time or send some kids to go see it. Uh, um, I think I'm done. Yeah, I think that's else, it. Uh, let us know if you forgot anything. I know it's kind of late to say this, but remember to live tweet or tweet your thoughts after the fact or whatever. Y'all know how we do. Um, leave a review, retweet, yeah. all that good stuff. Thank you for making it to the end. And yeah. All right, bye. What kind of forever? Right. What kind of forever?